News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Irish people are currently in Gaza, according to Antonista and Minister for Foreign Affairs, uh, Michal Martin. The news comes as tens of thousands of Palestinians attempt to flee airstrikes in their homeland. Uh, Peter Power, UNICEF's executive uh, director, uh, joins us now. Uh, Peter, the, the 40 Irish people currently in Gaza, are they mainly aid workers? Uh, good morning, Shane. Yes, my understanding is that, yes, they are working for, mostly working for United Nations agencies. Uh, there are a number of agencies inside Gaza working for many years, including UNRWA, at the United Nations Works Agency, which uh, provides a lot of education. We work closely with them. Uh, the World Food Programme are very active there, uh, and UNICEF. And uh, a lot of people uh, internationally obviously working are working with the United Nations are in there. But the situation is unclear. It's pretty chaotic there, as you can imagine, at the moment. Uh, and as you may have heard this morning, there are diplomatic efforts to extract uh, some international people through the southern border, uh, the southern eastern, uh, border with Egypt at Rafah. You're obviously very anxious to get UNICEF people out of that area at this point. Well, actually, I was I was in Gaza a few weeks ago and worked with many of our members uh, and the prevailing uh, view, and I understand that has been confirmed recently, is that they want to stay. They want to stay and deliver. And that is a, a mantra uh, across uh, UNICEF and across our sister UN agencies. Obviously, if people want to leave, they should they should and have every right uh, to leave provided there's this uh, access which we would absolutely call for not just for people leaving but for humanitarian uh, purposes but the commitment of the uh, UNICEF people and from our other sister UN agencies on the ground was was just incredible they want to deliver but obviously the situ- situation has descended dramatically in the last seven yeah. days. Well, uh, that is uh, indeed admirable uh, of them. Uh, just uh, tell us, uh, Peter, before you go, the humanitarian uh, situation in Gaza at the moment. What, what are you hearing? Well, if we we're extremely concerned, Shane. There is a catastrophic humanitarian situation unfolding in Gaza at the moment. When I was there, it was already dire. Uh, lack of uh, medicines, food, water, sanitation and hygiene, but that is immeasurably worse now. We're increasingly concerned about the water situation. Uh, UNICEF has uh, supported over the last number of years a desalinization and water treatment plant just to the south of Gaza City on the Mediterranean Sea. And uh, we're very concerned that that will run out of fuel. And of course, water is life. And as hundreds of thousands of people leave uh, Gaza City and move south, they will need water sanitation and hygiene in the first instance they need food and all of those are now in desperately short supply so our our, our main call today uh, would be to open and give unfettered access at the southern border ourselves in the WFP the World Food Programme we have a lot of pre-positioned supplies south of the Rafa crossing in Sinai and we really want to bring it in uh, but we need unfettered humanitarian corridors to do so. Okay, we'll leave it there. Peter Power, UNICEF's Executive Director. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. Let's uh, bring in uh, Dana Ehrlich, Israeli Ambassador to Ireland. Uh, Ambassador, just Peter Power's call there for unfettered access at the southern border. Is that something um, Israel um, agrees with, uh, believes should happen? 
Good morning. Uh, thank you for having me. Israel wants uh, everybody to be safe, and we want to make sure that uh, the people of Gaza are provided for. And unfortunately, I can't say the same for Hamas. Uh, yesterday, we already said that we will uh, bring back some of the water uh, supply for southern Gaza. But I just want to remind you that Israel is not, is not responsible for the, all of the water in Gaza. There are capabilities within Gaza that Hamas, the so-called leadership, should have taken care of. Mm. All of what we're talking about, all of the supplies, the fuel, the water, medicine, if only Hamas would have invested all of their money and efforts instead of hatred in that capabilities for their own people. Uh, a very, a very reasonable food. point, a very reasonable point, Ambassador. But to use that awful phrase, we are where we are, and there is a humanitarian crisis. And you heard Peter Pardair, who has who has no skin in this game other than to to look out for for the people who live in that area. And he's saying we have a problem here. We have a problem. The problem is Hamas. Because right now, they're not even letting their population move to southern Gaza. And you, as the media, are not reporting that. We call on people to evacuate, like we're doing with our population. We don't want our population to get hurt, so we're evacuating Uh, them. Why isn't Hamas letting his people evacuate? Okay, do you have a a difficulty with his call for the opening of unfettered access at the southern border to allow humanitarian aid to come in? That is something that is being discussed. There are a lot of uh, components to that. It's been discussed with Egypt. It's been discussed with other um, players on the ground. But just imagine... We have hostages held in Gaza. We use that Hamas once and time and time again abuses any aid going in, if they're to smuggle their own people out, or God forbid, what if our people are smuggled out of there and we don't know where they are? We need to take into consideration all aspects of that. Okay. Right uh- now, we are concerned about the situation, but it not, there is not a crisis in Gaza yet. They will be if Hamas continues. Okay. The, the ground offensive that seems to be inevitable, what is the goal of that ground offensive? Or what will right the goal now, be? Right now, to restore security to our borders, to bring our families, our daughters, our children back, all of the Israeli people who are hostages in Gaza, we need to bring them back. But if you're asking me about the end game, uh, again, that, that is a question that should be addressed to Hamas. Well, it's not, it's not just to Hamas, with respect, Ambassador. Uh, there are some politicians, we had a journalist on earlier in the programme, uh, quoting Israeli politicians saying, for example, that the Gaza Strip cannot be the same size as it is now, that um, the, uh, the go- uh, Hamas or the, or, or the Palestinian people need to pay a price for the atrocity of, of last weekend. I don't know which politician made which comments. What I'm talking about right now are decisions that are being taken in the cabinet and by the government. Mm -hmm. And what we are doing is taking responsibility because every country has the right and obligation to defend its citizens. That is what we're doing. And we've seen time and time again that Hamas... On their charter, it says the annihilation of Israel. They mean it. They will do anything in their power to kill us. And we've seen it last Saturday. If there's anybody who doesn't understand it, 
then I don't know where their humanity Yeah, no, no, no I, I accept that, but we're not talking about Hamas here. We're, we're, we are talking, you you're, cannot... you're here to represent uh, Israel, not, not Hamas. So I, I'm asking you, for example, like, is there a desire uh, in the Israeli government to reduce, for example, the size of the Gaza Strip, uh, that a price must be paid? Right now, there are no conversations of that sort. Okay. The only okay. conversation, what we are focusing on is defence. We didn't start this. We didn't want this war. We didn't want to, for all of this to happen. We left Gaza in 2005 in the hopes that we can live side by side. Unfortunately, all we now, got is rockets and this and, But the argument, would, the argument would also be made was you never fully took your foot off the throat of the Palestinian people, that they had to live in an open prison. Uh, you, you know all the arguments at this stage. There's, uh, the economy was not allowed to develop. Um, it, it, has, it, it has been a disaster, and that has been because... I, first of all, I, I need to stop you there. I mean, that, just that, that metaphor that you're putting, no. Gaza could have been a prosperous place. When we left Gaza, we even left greenhouses in the hopes that they will rebuild them and they will make something of it for the benefit of the people of Gaza. The amount of money for stockpiling, the amount of rockets that have been firing, all of the underground tunnels, just think of all of that money. That is international aid that instead of being used for water, for medicine, for hospitals, is being used for the hatred, nurturing the hatred for Israel. So, yes, I am here representing Israel, but I think all of us in the international community and especially in the media have to put the emphasis of Hamas because right now you're just falling into their trap of their usual narrative. Uh, I, I, I'm not falling into any trap. I'm putting the questions to you, which is is my obligation as a journalist. But thank you indeed for answering those questions. Uh, Dana Ehrlich, Israeli ambassador to Ireland. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air. Weekday mornings at seven on News Talk.